Hello and a very warm welcome to another episode of The Change and Evolve Letter with a special issue. And it is number 47 today. The power of touch and the new normal. Our task must be to free ourselves by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature and its beauty. Albert Einstein. The power of touch is exactly a post I wrote over two years ago, to be exact, on December 11th, 2020, and I just stumbled over it again. And I believe that's also when I stopped watching television altogether. And when I read this post, the tears welled up, remembering why I wrote this piece in the first place. I want to share it with you simply so we really never, never, ever forget. I am torn whether I want to write something critical again about the current situation the world and all of us are in, or spend my time on more positive things. The topic COVID-19 seems to be almost all-consuming and very difficult to avoid. So, I might as well write my very unscientific and personal view on something I saw recently that I simply cannot get out of my head. To be honest, I am sometimes terrified of what is happening around us. Terrified of so many people being uncritical and still believing that the measures are for our safety and our own good. I saw a television report a few days ago. Usually I avoid these reports and the mainstream news as I find it absolutely impossible to bear. Even if you watch something else, they have found a new way to terrorise the greater population with an ad where people pathetically describe how awful this disease is and how someone in the family died. I have never seen something like this for influenza, diabetes, cardiac disease, stroke, cancer, etc. Or how they were affected by COVID. So television is really not an option any longer, at least for me. But I'm drifting off, so back to the television report I saw. The report was about an 80-something-year-old man that has had no contact to his family in a long time. A man that had worked all his life, that is now lonely and devastated. Now here comes the great news. His granddaughter that he hasn't seen for a very long time is on her way to visit him. Yes, she can finally see her grandfather. Suddenly you see nurses hanging a plastic curtain that has two closed plastic sleeves on each side in a hallway. What happened next made me and my 17-year-old son cry. The man stands on one side of the plastic curtain and the granddaughter on the other side. Both are gloved, although the sleeves are closed at the ends. I assume they don't need to disinfect or clean the sleeves after. And they stick their arms into these sleeves and are allowed to hug one another. What made me or my son weep, and trust me when I tell you that a 17-year-old young man does not cry easily, was this humiliating scene 
the undignified contact between two family members. And worst of all, to see the man's face pressed into a plastic curtain, which reminded me of a crime scene where someone is suffocated with a plastic bag over their heads. What terrified me more than anything else, though, is that it actually made the man happy for a moment. How desperate must someone be to be happy about hugging plastic? To top it off, this was sold as an innovation and as something wonderful. Am I too critical that I cannot see any beauty in this? And just a week ago um, or so, we picked up one of my son's friends and his mother came outside with him. As I had never met her before, I got out of the car to say hello and introduce myself. And I am a polite person. And I walked up to her and stretched out my hand, which she took. Immediately, she looked at me and said that she could not remember when she had last shook someone's hand. She smiled at me and seemed almost grateful for the simple gesture of normality. It shows we, the need we have to be in touch, to actually touch other people. We are not made to be physically isolated from one another. It is, for example, common knowledge, at least I think so, that babies that have everything except physical contact have less chance of survival than babies that are loved, touched, cuddled, lovingly cared for and caressed. And let's face it, it is no different with us big people. So no matter what anyone tells you, use your common sense. Before this so-called pandemic, we did not hug or kiss people when they had symptoms of illness, be it a common cold or stomach flu, and it is no different now. So keep on hugging. If you have men who will exclude any of God's creatures from the shelter of compassion and pity, you will have men who will deal likewise with their fellow men. Francis of Assisi. This second post that I want to share with you is one I wrote just a week later, The New Normal. I believe that both posts are really good reminders of the madness we have been living with far too long. So here comes The New Normal. What do you do if you have a common cold? Have you tried lately to sneeze, cough or blow your nose in public? Probably not. To be honest, I have not changed my personal behaviour since March of this year. I do not wash my hands more than I used to. I certainly do not disinfect my hands or anything else. And I only wear the hideous mask if, I, if it cannot be avoided. I still find it repulsive and refuse to accept it as the new normal. What did we do when we had a common call before March 2020? We did not hug people. We kept our distance to not infect others, stayed at home as much as possible. And when we did sneeze, cough or blow our nose in public, the worst reaction was perhaps people looking either away or looking at you with slight disgust or a bit of annoyance. Today, this has completely changed. A few weeks ago, I went to our doctor with my son, nothing serious. And in the waiting room, with a lot of space, my son dared a small cough 
it was more a <clears throat> harumph, to be honest. And two people looked at him with fear, got up and left. Now, I really do at the moment have a slight cold with a bit of a runny nose and occasional sneeze, and my voice is a bit raspy. Nothing to write home for. I have no fever or any other unusual symptoms. And no, I am not going to run to the next COVID test station to find out that I have nothing but a common cold. Today, when you are ill in any way, people look at you in fear, sometimes even with hate in their eyes, and see you as a potential death threat. I keep repeating myself when I say the economy will most likely recover in one way or another. But our society will not recover that easily. People are becoming more aggressive and the brainwashing propaganda through the media is working. I am so unbelievably tired of this omnipresent topic of COVID-19 that I want to scream, and yet I keep writing about it. But I simply refuse to keep my mouth shut and accept the way we are forced to live as the new normal. It is not normal. It is not normal that people run around with masks all day. It is not normal that neighbours denounce each other. It is not normal that children are not allowed to play together. It is not normal that you are not allowed to visit your relatives. It is not normal that the whole world is on its knees for a virus that even according to the WHO is no worse than an average influenza. It is not normal that the collateral damage is accepted without even as much as a mention. I have written about it in another blog and it, it shocks me again and again that it is apparently not tragic that people take their lives out of desperation, that people do not dare to be treated for serious, serious illnesses for fear of infection. It brings tears to my eyes that domestic violence continues to rise to name just a few. What this is doing to our society is beyond words. And yet I have hope. I hope because all else would be devastating and I try to keep as much control over my life and my sanity as humanly possible. My door is and will stay open to my friends, my relatives and anyone who is in need of company. A friend, kindness and a hug. The new normal when you need to go to see a doctor in Germany today is still absolutely hideous. If you have symptoms of a cold, you need to get tested before you are allowed into the practice. In other words, you wait outside in the freezing cold until someone shows you into a separate room to take a swab. Then you go back outside into the cold to wait for the result. If your test is negative, you're allowed in. If not, you have to wait until the last patient is gone. So <laughs> you have to prove to be healthy, to be treated by doctors whose job is, is to help the sick. Honestly, that is sick. Unfortunately, not much has really changed in the past two years, or almost three years now. 
And I'm afraid that people still, still do not realize how many liberties have been stolen from them to never be returned. So please, please, never forget. Everything can be taken from a man but one thing. The last of human freedoms. To choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. To choose one's own way. Victor E. Frankel My song of the week? Well, it is a, it's, it's an old song asking a really great question. Where do we go from here? With Peter by Peter Skellum. And of course, this song has also been added to the Spotify playlist um, where you can find every single song from every Change and Evolve letter ever published. It's just one click away, like it, share it, or just listen to good music. And my poem of the week is one by William Wordsworth, who lived from 1770 to 1850. And it's called Memory. A pen to register. A key that winds through secret wards as well as assigned to memory by allegoric bards. As aptly also might be given a pencil to her hand, that softening object sometimes even outstrips the heart's demand, that smooths foregone distress the lines of lingering care subdues, long vanished happiness refines and clothes in brighter hues. Yet, like a tool of fancy works, those spectres to dilate, that startle conscience as she lurks within her lonely seat. Oh, that our lives which flee so fast in purity were such that not an image of the past should fear that pencil's touch. Retirement, then, might hourly look upon a soothing scene, age steel to his allotted nook, contented and serene, with heart as calm as lakes that sleep in frosty moonlight glistening, or mountain rivers where they creep along with channels smooth and deep, to their own far-off murmurs, listening. And as an impression, well, we're talking about memories and not forgetting, is the memory of a fabulous trip to Rome with my daughter just a few years ago. I just, it's one of my favourite photos. So, as always, what's left is to thank you so much for listening and for being here with me. And if you enjoy it, share it, leave a heart or a comment. And I wish you a wonderful day, wherever you are. Yours, Tanya. <laughs>